sucks, dude. But I'm telling you, it's jobs. We gotta get jobs. Then we get the khakis. Then we get the chicks. Who the fuck said that? Who's a slimy little communist shit twinkle so cocksucker down here who just signed his own death warrant? Y'all gone. What is up, everyone? It is September 8th, uh, 2015. Believe it or not, I have managed to now squeeze in another podcast before the end of the year. Last time we did this, it was freaking April. So, yeah, I made it back from the Marvel Marathon uh, alive. Uh, it was several months ago, but here I am. It's just been a crazy, I guess, not even a crazy summer. It just hasn't been anything, not necessarily to talk about us, haven't gotten around to doing the podcast lately. So here we are, uh, back at it, several months later, trying to get this thing back on track. Not really going to talk about anything new, news-wise, but we are going to talk about one of my favorite seasons of the year. We're coming up on fall, so that's horror movie season for all you people who don't... Uh, don't subscribe to that whole process. As soon as September hits, really, it starts to become... I know and everyone hates this because now everything's pumpkin-flavored. If you go out there, like, you're getting, like, pumpkin-flavored, like, bananas out in the world. Uh, you can't really walk into a store without something being pumpkin-flavored at this point. So I'm sure everyone's aware that that's uh, becoming... That I should say that the, the season's creeping in. Um, in the northern states, I, I am in a southern state, therefore we don't have a fall. Our winter is basically fall. Uh, but in the northern states, I know it fall creeps in because you start to feel the weather change and you start to see the leaves turn and all that fun stuff that we don't get down here because it's fucking miserable down here. So uh, I have to manufacture a fall season down here. I have to start watching horror movies where they show seasons and they have say winter months and fall months so it starts to feel like fall set the set the ac down a little bit in the house maybe put some different coloring around and wear some friggin' turtlenecks and start to hopefully feel like it's fall uh so i'm going to talk about some horror movies horror movies i like to watch maybe my top 10 horror movies i like to watch during the halloween season and for halloween uh also Maybe just some uh, some good horror movies, depending on your mood, or if you're throwing a little party, if you want to start talking about um, different kinds of horror movies to watch for different occasions. So we're going to kind of talk about that a little bit, too. Uh, unfortunately, we have to start with some sad news, and I know a lot of people have waited on this, and I haven't been able to, and maybe that's the reason why my brain kicked into gear to do this podcast today, but we got... Um, the sad news, uh, I think it was last week, that um, director Wes Craven passed away um, after a long bout with brain cancer. Uh, very sad for anybody who uh, follows uh, horror movies in particular, who has a uh, affinity for uh, 80s horror movies and even 70s horror movies. We're going to talk about some of his stuff later, but uh, terribly sad uh, news. Always liked his stuff. I was trying to think of who would be... Like the number one horror director, even like among the public consciousness, he's probably up there. Uh, I'd say it's probably him and and John Carpenter. If you're talking about directors from um, the 70s and 80s, uh, I mean, I know at this day and age, I don't know if anybody even knows. I mean, maybe they know James Wan did uh, Saw and um, Eli Roth, maybe from Hostel. 
you know, from the Hostel series. But in terms of who directs horror movies, I should say James Wan also doing uh, The Conjuring, so people probably do know uh, who he is at this point. But all the horror movies these days are all directed by, like, music video directors and commercial directors. I mean, as in, like, short commercial directors, like television commercial directors, because they hire these guys on the cheap, these guys and gals, I should say. And they don't, uh, they don't really have, like, these masters of cinema uh, directing horror movies, which is why we don't get, for the most part, any good horror movies. There aren't, like, genre directors. They're just directors that they can hire cheap who can do a genre movie. So uh, it's pretty rare that you get... I mean, I know Wes Craven came from nowhere. I mean, at a certain point, you know, everybody comes from nowhere. But he started out uh, in horror and stayed in horror because that's what his, his niche was there. But he... Um, He's probably the most well-known. He's probably the one in the public consciousness. Him, like I said, John Carpenter, maybe Toby Hooper. Um, I'm trying to think any others it would be. I mean, Hitchcock, I mean, for for Psycho, but that's obviously long ago. Um, God, who else would there be? I guess nobody, really. I mean, who's who's anyone going to know? I mean, John Landis, uh, Sam Raimi, I guess, would be another big one that people might know of. Um I mean, that's probably it. At this point, there aren't any contemporary horror directors, but Wes Craven, huge, leaving a huge void. Obviously, the director of uh, a night, the original Nightmare on Elm Street, as well as uh, New Nightmare, and his first movie, uh, Last House on the Left, uh, back in, I think, 1972, uh, was a bit of a... It's a classic. It's a bit of a... Um, it's a rough watch. I'm trying to think of the term for it. Almost feels like a snuff movie, but it's exploitation, I suppose, is what I'm trying to think of. But um, oh, uh, George Romero, be another one people might know of directors, by the way. Um, also, obviously, Scream. I suppose the the current audience would know Scream more than anything else of uh, Wes Craven's. Uh, some of the younger audience members. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it was terrible. He is, he seemed to be, I should say, just a a wonderful uh, person, very smart. Um, If you watch the the documentary on the Nightmare on Elm Street series uh, called Never Sleep Again, he is prominently featured as uh, an interview guest, obviously, on that, and he's terrific. He just seems like a great uh, interview, just seems like a great guy. Uh, super intelligent. If you listen to his, how he, the process behind coming up with the either the character for Freddy Krueger as well as the the movie, he's just a very smart person. He's knows how to craft a movie and a story, and it's just it's sad. It's just so sad that he passed away. He was such a great uh, a great director. Uh, obviously, had his misses. You know, everybody has hits and misses uh, with this sort of thing, but the number of hits he had, I mean, just the the way he did, what he did for horror, just in and just in the creation of, of characters and um, story, uh, the way he told stories, he obviously had a, a love for um, the process of it, and he was very intelligent about uh, what he was doing. So very sad to report that, uh, or to talk about that even, but it's uh, he'll be missed... Uh, no more, no more Wes Craven movies. That's what hurts, and it sucks. But he did leave behind a number of movies for us to enjoy and to cherish for a long, long time. So we can do that. And 
We can start talking about some of those now. Uh, so if you're going to, you know, I, I probably won't start watching some of these movies for another couple of weeks till about the first day of fall, maybe before that. But I mean, we watch, uh, me and the girlfriend like to watch some, uh, before that. I mean, we watch them all year long, but, uh, I got adding one to the list here. I got a whole little list here for you people. So I'd say... I probably watched between 30 and 40 of them over the span of the month, uh, as many as, as humanly possible, really. But it depends on your mood. But I could say that we got, I probably have 10 that I love, and I could watch any of these over and over and over again for the season. So we probably can start with that list. And this is more just like, it's got, I guess it's a mix of the different kinds of horror movies, because there's obviously all kinds of horror movies. But this one's going to be, this is my list of, it's got probably li- filled with nostalgia and just the feeling of each one. I'll, I'll go through it here. So I kind of ranked them. I don't know why, but I'll, I'll go with the ranking. What the hell? Uh, I got it at number 10 here. I got Dawn of the Dead slash Shaun of the Dead because I they're, you can't love one kind of without the other. Like I like to watch Shaun of the Dead. Is it technically a horror movie? Not necessarily. I mean, neither one of them are like very horror kind of movies they're they're gory to an extent um uh dawn of the dead being uh, george romero's second in his uh, original uh dead trilogy and then Shaun of the dead being the uh the comedy the rom-zom-com uh ripoff not parody but homage really more of to that uh, to the zombie genre uh and they're both great dawn of the dead's great um for entertainment value i probably like that the best of romero's movies um, and Shaun of the Dead's just terrific. It's super funny, very smart. Uh, it's Edgar Wright and um, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost's uh, version of a of a rom zom com, whatever little genre that is that it falls into. They're both fun movies. Um, number nine, I got the uh, Toby Hooper's uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's if you're in the mood for something, I guess a little bit. Uh, it's a darker one, kind of another like gritty, grainy '70s movie, uh, which I believe Shaun of the Dead or uh, Dawn of the Dead might fall into too. That might have been early '80s. I'm not quite sure on the year on that one. Um, but yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Leatherface, all that good stuff. Which we don't, we didn't learn his name was Leatherface in that original one. Uh, you learn that much after. Of course, that series won't die. They keep doing that. Uh, so that one's good. Like that one. Um, I know one that a lot of people probably really uh, pay attention to uh, outside of the of genre of viewers is the John Carpenter's The Fog, which is an awesome little tale, a little ghost tale um, about a group of uh, former settlers in a New England town. Oh, no, it's not a New England town. I'm sorry. It's a California, like a coastal town, Pacific coastal town. Um, who are haunting this town because it holds a secret uh, that it did to these uh, settlers. Uh, not to give anything away, not to spoil anything like that. There are some some uh, returning uh, people from uh, his Halloween, from John Carpenter's Halloween in that one, and his score for that is also terrific. It's just got a good vibe to it. It's got a good feel to it. It just feels like Halloween. feels very fall so it's a good one uh, to watch. I enjoyed that one quite a bit. Uh, next on the list is uh, Trick or Treat. I 
completely forget who directed that, and I'm going to look it up as we do this. Trick or Treat was uh, Michael Michael Darty. I'm going to go with Darty. Uh, he's got a new movie coming out. I don't know if it's this year or next year, but it's called Krampus. So it's going to be like a Christmas horror movie, which I'm all for. Uh, yeah, uh, Trick or Treat 2007. Uh, it's, I mean, it takes place on Halloween. One, it's like an anthology on the night of Halloween in a town in Ohio. Awesome, awesome stuff. Just, I mean, not, as a movie, it it's it's good. It's just it's entertaining. But for Halloween in particular, it's terrific. So that's definitely one that we watch during the season. Uh, you know, it, it probably is a horror movie. It probably falls apart, and it isn't all that good, but it's fun. It's just super fun. So that's definitely one worth checking out. I, I don't know. I guess pe- people outside the genre might know of that one, but maybe not too many. But if you haven't, check it out. 2007, Mike, a Trick or Treat, Michael Daugherty. Daugherty. I'm going to say that name 60 different ways. Um, number six, I got an American Werewolf in London. That's John Landis's original uh, werewolf movie. It's just it's an awesome blend of horror and comedy. That I probably more of a comedy with mixed in with horror at this point, but it's great. Um, I found that one very late late in life, I should say. Probably didn't watch that one until about five years ago. It was the first time I ever saw that, and it's awesome. Definitely worth checking out. Um. Uh, number five, we got Sam Raimi's Evil Dead 2. I'm throwing Evil Dead 2 on there because while Evil Dead 1 is good, I don't. you didn't get the Ash character. You didn't get that full Bruce Campbell Ash character until he came out with Evil Dead 2, which is basically a remake of Evil Dead 1. They kind of compress everything that happens in the first, I'd say, 45 minutes of Evil Dead 1 into the first, like, four minutes of Evil Dead 2. And then you just get bug nuts insanity for the rest of the it's only like 80 something minutes long so the other hour and 15 minutes whatever is just bloody gory insanity and it's it's terrific it really is um number four the original exorcist uh i have not seen any of the sequels to that one but the original movie and i i might even put this one higher but i'll I'll go with number four for right now it's for in for my book it's one of the best movies ever not also a genre movie, but just one of the best films ever. So it, it's terrific. Um, scared the pants off people, obviously, back in the 70s when it first came out. A lot of these movies are from the 70s, by the way. You may notice that's or at least early 80s, late 70s, mid 70s. It was a really a golden era for uh, genre movies. Uh, but The Exorcist, terrific. Um, one of the best movies ever. Love that one. Uh, number three... Wes Craven's original Nightmare on Elm Street. Probably my favorite horror movie to just watch. Uh, can't get enough of that one. It used to scare the ever-loving shit out of me when I was a kid. I think I saw part three first of all the sequels. I saw three and then one, I guess. And I had a hard time watching one for a long, long time. So I have gotten to the point now where I've seen it, I mean, probably 50 times. So... It doesn't scare me like it used to, but I know the feeling I used to have, and it believe me, it scared the shit out of me. So that one is way high up on my list. Number two is The Shining, another one. It's right up there with The Exorcist, just one of the better movies ever. Nice slow burn of a movie. Uh, Stanley Kubrick on that one. Uh, he's 
the guy didn't make any bad movies whatsoever. Not one, and that one included. I have never read Stephen King's book. I know he hates the movie version, but I honestly don't give a shit. Um, and then if you watch the documentary, I, I put it. I've had a review up on my on the site for uh, Room Two Three Seven, which was a documentary that kind of makes itself seem like it's a documentary about different theories about the movie, but really it's about the lunacy that people put into some of their theories and just fan theories about movies and uh, conspiracies and all kinds of nonsense. But it just goes to show like how deep that movie is uh, or how, how what depths people go to like watch that movie and try to pick up on all kinds of nonsense on that one. But it's terrific. It's an amazing movie if you haven't seen it. And then my number one movie to watch for the Halloween season is Surprise, Surprise, Halloween. Uh, John Carpenter's original Halloween, not Rob Zombie's bullshit uh, from whatever the frig year he did that. Um, which is just 1978, I believe, on that one. Terrific movie. Uh, I'm sure if you've listened to this, if you're reading my site, you've probably seen the friggin' movie. Uh but yeah, it's great. I had the opportunity to see it on the big screen um, a few years ago. I think three, maybe three years ago. Uh, it was on the big screen. Uh, it was Halloween, the night before Halloween. It was out, so it was perfect. Absolutely perfect. And, it, you know, just an iconic movie. All kinds of stuff. The score, the whole shit. So those are my top ten uh, movies. But, uh, I mean, I left so many out that we need to talk about just because depending on the mood you're in there's so many different ones that you could do let's just say like you're having a party if you're having friends over and you're gonna watch some you can watch campy horror movies so if you want to watch some campy stuff you could do like the original friday the 13th i mean you could do any of the friday the 13th if you want to go campy they're all basically the same damn movie um what follows is campy i mean I mean, Scream's not campy, but it's definitely like a fun, more of a fun kind of movie like that. Uh, Black Christmas, uh, Bob Clark's 1970, I think, 7? 70? No, it's earlier than that. When the hell was Black Christmas? Black, don't make me type the whole thing out. 1974. Yeah, Bob Clark's 1974 original. I know they made a remake of that, which I won't talk about either. Um is another good one to watch kind of campy obviously takes place christmas but it's a horror movie takes place at christmas good stuff Shaun of the dead is another good one to play uh for a bit of a raucous crowd if you got people over and you're having like like drinking games and shit like that another good one american werewolf in london's good for that trick-or-treat's good for that kind of movies where we don't have to necessarily pay attention to the story of the movie you just have kind of fun watching it like you're not going to play the exorcist with a bunch of people over when you're trying to have a good time. Like, that's this, you're just not watching The Exorcist to have a good time. So, um, if you're trying to watch... Well, Cabin in the Woods is another one for that, by the way. Not campy, again, but it's definitely... It's more of a, like a fun movie to watch for that sort of thing. Uh, if you're trying to have, like, a good mood, like a good, like, mood, like, where you just feel... It feels like Halloween kind of thing i'd say nightmare on elm street original halloween obviously the fog um maybe maybe cabin of the woods on that one too um what are some more for that scream potentially if you're trying to watch some like more rough movies to watch where like there's some kind of heavier shit you might go with like last house on the left 
the Wes Craven's original. I have not seen the remake. I hear it's not terrible. But the original one, which is, it's it's semi unwatchable only because it's uh, it's so amateurish looking. It looks like it was shot on like a home camcorder kind of thing. And this is back in like 1972, so it, it, to make it look like shit in 1972 was tough because a lot of those movies look like kind of grainy hunks of crap. Um, what else is there? So, uh, more like uh, more rough stuff. Like I so. Texas Chainsaw Massacre falls into that crowd. Hellraiser, that's for more like the S&M crowd. You want to get a little weird. Uh, that one definitely falls in there. Reanimator's another campy one, by the way. Um, that one is a really strange movie. But if you had a crowd watching that movie, I think you'd have a pretty good time. That's from 1985. Who directed that? Stuart Gordon. I think he's also the star of the movie, isn't he? Nope, he's not. Don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. So Reanimator's another good one. If you're going to go for some, like, classic, classic horror movies, I'm talking, like, 1960s, 1970s, like, classics. You got The Changeling is a really good, like, haunted house movie. Uh, it's George C. Scott, I believe, is the star of that. Oh, yeah, I'm not talking about the uh, Angelina Jolie version. 19, actually, it's a 1981. How about that? Uh, nonetheless, it's a good classic, uh, The Changeling. It's a good... Uh, it's a good ghost story. Uh, the original Haunting is another good one. Where it's kind of one of those ones where they do more with less. You never quite see any of the mess uh, that's going on. Like none of the haunting, but it's it it does the trick without you having to do too much. The original Blob is good with uh, Steve McQueen. Uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. The again the original on that one. I haven't seen the remakes, but the original is really good. Uh, when the hell is that one? Probably in the '60s, right? You think I'd have some research done for you people? Uh, 1956. So yeah, going back to the classics. Obviously, Psycho. Uh, by the way, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Don Siegel directed that. That's uh, your Dirty Harry director right there. Um. Yeah, the original Psycho. Uh, so Psycho. Yeah, obviously the original, not the Gus Gus Van Sant nonsense. You notice how every friggin' movie I have to see the original? Cause God forbid we leave one of these fucking things alone and not make a friggin' remake of it. I'm tr- let's look through these things and see what hasn't been remade. Black Christmas been remade. Suspiria's being remade, like now. They're talking about they have it talking about uh, director for that friggin' thing. That's another one if you want to talk about your classic ones, um, which is a Dario Argento. Italian horror movie. He also did Deep Red. I also uh, recommend that for anybody who is looking kind of like uh, to go a little deeper into the genre. Um, so let, I'm going to take a look at this. So Halloween's been remade. The Shining was remade as a television movie. Lord knows they'll remake that. Nightmare on Elm Street's been remade. Exorcist, we're waiting on that one. Evil Dead's been remade. American Werewolf in London was remade as American Werewolf in Paris. Trick or Treat's its own thing. The Fog's been remade. Texas Chainsaw Massacre's been remade. Dawn of the Dead. Poltergeist. The Thing. Uh, Hellraiser hasn't been redone yet. Wait on that one. The Ring is itself a remake. Friday the 13th's been remade. Saw, give that 10 years. That'll be remade. Uh, The Ring, yes, I mentioned that one. Black Christmas. Psycho. The Omen. Probably Night of the Living Dead. I mean, there's so many versions of that. Last House on the Left. The Changeling. 
Probably the Blob, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, The Haunting. I mean, all these freaking movies have been remade. It's like they're devoid of any kind of uh, ideas in Hollywood. Listen, I'm all for like the ones of my childhood being like continued on. Like when they said that they were making another Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm excited about that. That's great. It's wonderful. I like seeing them on the screen. I like that there's interest in that sort of thing. I don't know if interest any outside of people like me, but I'm interested in it, so I'll go for it. But all these movies have been remade. It's unbelievable. Um, the Hills Have Eyes. I haven't seen The Hills Have Eyes, but I know it's been remade. Uh, probably sequelized, too. But Child's Play, uh, they haven't... I mean, they don't have to remake that one. They just keep making more and more of those damn things. Uh, so that's another one to watch in the campy, by the way. you got people over. It'd be a good one to watch. Um, so let's look at some of these. If you want to talk about some newer movies... Uh, the Babadook and It Follows, both from last year. Well, It Follows came out this year, and Babadook, I think, was last year. But they're both good ones. The Babadook's a good, a nice, good uh, kind of mood setter. It's got a good, eerie, creepy mood to it. Uh, it Follows does, too, but you have to kind of... I wouldn't say you have to pay attention to that, but it's it's not quite the same thing. The Conjuring is another good one from, from recently, although I don't do not recommend Annabelle. Uh, which is the story of that the damn doll in that movie. Um, what's another one? I like the Friday the 13th remake, by the way. That one is worth checking out for your campy night. That one's actually is a great one for your campy night, the more I think about it. That one's ridiculous. So yeah, I would say definitely check that out. Uh, if you're going to have a bunch of people over and you're playing drinking games or something stupid, Zombieland is good for that. Um... Back to the classic horror movie, you got the original Night of the Living Dead, the original George Romero uh, flick. Definitely worth uh, checking that out. That one laid the, the the seed for a lot of other movies. The Omen, I may mention that. Don't Look Now. Not many people are going to know that one, and it's kind of a horror movie, but it, its premise is really good. Um, they There's a couple, and their daughter drowns. Uh, not spoiling anything that's the beginning of the movie daughter drowns and they try to move on from it uh, and they move to I think it's Venice they're living in Venice and they are they start seeing what looks like their little girl around town and it starts to freak them out a little bit it's an interesting one uh, with Donald Sutherland and Julie Andrews my nuts on that one again no research done whatsoever for this podcast this is the research free podcast Julie Christie it's almost like I know what I'm talking about alright it's a Nicholas Rogue movie they'll probably be remaking that one soon too Um, that's a good classic to watch Uh, Peeping Tom which is a Michael Powell movie Uh, that one's really good one of the first uh, you know know the the, the first person POV movies uh, like um Halloween, you know, where you get the, the vision through, like, the killer's eyes. Peeping Tom was the first one to do that uh, because it's a killer. He's a, he takes pictures. He's a video, video, I don't know if he's a videographer, he's a photographer, whatever the case may be, but you get the view through his, his eyes, through the camera. So that's the first one that ever did the first-person point of view. And, all, and Halloween gets the credit for this for whatever reason, but it was Peeping Tom and then Black Christmas because Black Christmas had the same thing. I know... Uh, the opening shot, the opening, some of the opening scenes in Halloween get the credit for the long tracking shot they had uh, through the house up the stairs, putting on the mask and all that nonsense. But 
Uh, the original actually was Peeping Tom, and um, then Black Christmas. Um, what else do we have? That's kind of old. Let's say I said Reanimator, Haunting, Evasion of the Body Snatchers, the Blob, Changeling. Yeah. Um, obviously the Exorcists from you know from the seventies, The Shining, good ones. I'm not mentioning like some of the Universal monster movies, Dracula, Mummy, um, Creature from the Black Lagoon, that sort of thing. Those are always good to check out. The Invisible Man, um, which I have seen. Did not quite enjoy that one. The Wolfman, uh, that sort of stuff. Alien, I mean, counts, I suppose, as a horror movie. It's not really big on my list for horror. It's sci-fi horror. You know, it's horrific, for sure. But uh, and part two definitely doesn't count. That's more of a uh, sci-fi action. with Maybe a little horror elements in there, but... Yeah, so those are some of the ones that you can watch if you're trying to do some like like a classic horror movie night. It's a good way to get you started on that sort of thing. I'm I'm not like a horror aficionado. I just I like some of these movies and I like to watch them frequently. I haven't seen like a ton, but I like to watch them frequently. Poltergeist is another one to watch for your kind of campy horror movie night. Uh, it's a good one. Yeah, I mean I I guess that's probably the thing is another one if you want to watch like if you're just trying to watch like good. Like, really good stories. If you're sitting down, two people maybe, maybe three at the most, trying to watch like a good horror movie. The Things one, another one with a good story to it. Um, Yeah, in terms of good stories, that's another one. What also has a good, just a good story to watch? The Exorcist, The Shining, The Thing. Yeah, I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street's good for that sort of thing. It's, It's a little cheesy some of the stuff's a little cheesy halloween's good for that yeah i mean that that probably covers a lot of uh a lot of it right there yeah probably gonna cut this thing short i might throw in uh a track from a horror movie here on the end because i like to end these things with a with a song if i can yeah so that's probably about it uh for me if you, uh, if anybody wants that list, I might put that list up on uh, on the site. But yeah, that was a bit of the horror movie list uh, coming up for the season. I hope that helps out for anybody who's trying to get uh, get into the spirit. And I hope everybody is trying to get into the spirit now that we're coming up on the uh, first day of fall, Halloween. Get your Halloween costumes going. Uh, just have some damn fun, will you please? It's that time of year. Enjoy it. Have some pumpkin shit. I know you people complain about it, but have some pumpkin shit. It's tasty. Who gives a crap? Stop complaining. Just let people be happy. All right. I'm going to close this thing out. I'm going to put a song at the end. I don't know. It might be Don't Fear the Reaper. It could be something else. We'll see. All right. Hopefully, you're going to get this thing back on track. Maybe we'll be back next week. See y'all. Don't fear the reaper, nor do the wind, the sun, or the rain.